24 hours a day, seven days a week. A new way of radio and the beginning of a new talent. MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet. Everybody, Damage Radio. We're here, here live on MonkaRadio.com or Music and Minds Meet. You already know me. I'm Marcy alongside Matt, the Ultimate Kiss fan, Porter. And Porter, we got three individuals in the house today. They are from Allentown, Pennsylvania. This band brings powerful music to the masses and sounds like the Killers, the White Stripes, Andrew WK, and so much more, guys. Damage fans, I welcome Chris, Brady, and Tyler, also known as Airspace. Guys, welcome Woo! to Damage Radio. Thank you very much. You yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. So, guys, uh, t- tell the Damage fans a little bit about yourself individually and your musical background. Start with you, Chris. Uh, my name's Chris. Uh, I play guitar and I sing. Um, yeah, I've been playing. I started playing guitar 17 years ago now. You wow. know, um, started writing music uh, about 10 years ago. Um, yeah, I've always wanted to be in a band, and here I am. Do you have a favorite guitar? Oh, yeah, the one I use. I have, like, one main guitar that I, that I use. Mm-hmm. Even. Yeah, yeah I, brand have a, or? I have a Gibson Les Paul. Um, it's the only red one they made, true red. You know, so <laughs> I had to had to grab that one. Um, did you know this was your passion that you wanted to pursue, like right away? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I played baseball most of my life growing up, and that was a big thing in my life. But then once I discovered music and playing in a band, I think that was that was clear that that was the way to go. Was it hard to balance both, or did you have to pick one? Or yeah, I did. I'd, uh, I moved up here. I grew up in Florida, but um, I moved back up here, and I had the opportunity to play on the varsity baseball team at the school I went to. But I chose. Uh, I chose music. So, did so you start the music down when, when, when you were in Florida? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, I started. Any, any differences on promoting yourself there compared to here? Um, I was just younger. You know, I was only 15 when I started playing in bands, but now just with all the time now, I've been up here since 2012. Nice, man. Um, but I'm actually, I was born in Lansdale. I was, really? Uh, yeah, but we moved down there when I was a kid. Um, but we're back up now, a little farther away. But, uh, but yeah, so it was. It was uh, the only difference, really, just the experience, I guess, you know, gotcha. that I had at that time. Awesome, man. How about yourself? So, uh, this, this, this is, Tyler is Tyler speaking, yeah. if Tyler, yeah. anybody <laughs> didn't know. So, yeah, I've been, I play drums. I've been playing drums for, I don't know, about about a decade. Yeah, I think about a decade. Um, I really got started with, uh, with drums because my mom actually convinced me. Because a lot of my friends played music, and then... I was always just kind of around them. And my mom was like, hey, you should pick up an instrument. And I always said no. But she always wanted me to play drums because she is like very obsessed with uh, the band Motley Crue. Nice. And, she, and she wanted me to be just like uh, like Tommy that's Lee. Awesome. And I was like, that's cool, but that's not for me. And then, then eventually, like as my friends try to push me more into music, they're like, we all play guitar, so you can't play guitar. You have to play drums. And I'm like, guess I'm playing drums. And then... I started out taking lessons from a private teacher who lives in Nazareth where I, where I live. And then after about two years of doing that, I actually went to the program School of Rock. And I did that for a long time. And then I eventually actually graduated through that program. Where was that located at? Uh, it's in Easton, Pennsylvania. So okay. it's like 15 minutes away from me. But after that, after a few years of doing that, I actually started teaching there. So... That's a lot of a lot of things kind of like in the same area that's all kind of like connected. And then I started like um, playing with a lot of my friends and kind of like getting used to like playing like a full band setting. And then long way down the road, met 
met Chris on the, some amp called Vamper. Uh, I, I call it band tender because it's like the same kind of like con- concept where it's like you swipe on like musicians you want to jam with and stuff. Right. And I found him swipe on there. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And um, I actually found Chris on there. We started talking. And um, at the time when I first met him, I was like pretty busy at the time, like playing like other shows and stuff like that. And then as I my schedule freed up, I actually contacted him back again and I was like, hey, are you still looking for a drummer? And he was like, yeah, of course. Like, we'll have you down to like a, do like an audition thing. And then we uh, ended up like really connecting and like clicking with like how, how we play. And then, yeah, here we are. Nice. Now, School of Rock, what did you learn most about that? And uh, why did you inspire that? Well, why did you decide to be a teacher? So one thing that made me really connect to School of Rock was it wasn't just giving you like lessons on how to play an instrument it taught you how to play with other musicians and how to play on stage because like their whole motto thing is the best teacher is the stage because it's like you could play songs like at home but then when you're playing up on a stage it's completely different like people get nervous you get like like you get like a stage fright you can mess up and stuff and you have to learn how to get through all of that and the best place to learn how to get through all of that is just by doing it so that's like their whole thing and then the, the way I got into teaching was at first, I I think when I first started out with teaching, it was me just showing one of my friends like how to um, how to play like songs. So like, oh, I want to learn this one song. I'm like, okay, I'll just like show you because like, why not? So I started teaching them and I was like, I actually really enjoy this. So I started doing it a little bit more and just like teaching more of my friends and stuff. And then through some of my friends, um, one of their siblings wanted to actually take like actual lessons. So I started giving actual lessons like that. And then through that, like I kind of like made more connections and then more lessons and more lessons picked up. And then I started realizing like, Oh, like I really enjoy this. This is something I want to start taking more seriously. So then since I already know like everybody in school of rock, I sent them a message about becoming a teacher there and they just hopped on it right away and got me to to start doing that. So now I'm doing my own private lessons and working at school of rock as well. So Now, like with professional wrestling, you have some of the guys that want to start out in professional wrestling and automatically think that they can jump off the top rope and do a hurricanrana and all that. <laughs> with uh, teaching, do you ever have students come in and automatically think, "Okay, I want to do it this way," and you gotta like reel them back in slowly and be like, "All right, step oh, one." Oh yeah, like like um, when it comes to teaching students, a lot of students want to just start off learning all their favorite songs without learning any of the basics, and like a lot of times when you're starting off. It gets boring, but you have to kind of like teach them like this is what you need to learn to get through everything else. And a lot of times when I teach, I try to keep it fun because like going over a lot of like the music theory aspect of playing, it's a lot of like book work and like learning like uh, what things mean, not like physically like learning songs and stuff. So I try to keep it fun by doing both. Like I'll like show you something that we'll, we'll eventually use in a song. So it's like I teach them all about it, and then I actually use it in context with the song. Okay. Now, do you remember um, your your first time playing live and how 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 that was? Um, I guess there's a few different times I could say like I've played live. The first time I've played in front of like an actual group of people was was at School of Rock with um. They have a few different like programs. They they do a lessons only program, and then they do a Rock 101 program, which they get people that take lessons and they stick them together and teach them how to play with each other instead of just along to like a song. So when I first started there with that program, um, I was 
like I had terrible stage fright. I was afraid to play in front of anybody. And I was like, I, I will not do that. And my mom actually convinced me. She was like, um, like just try it out and see like, if it's something that you like. And then from there, I sat in a couple sessions. I watched people do it, and then, like after a couple sessions, the the director who did the one one class, they were like, "Hey, why don't you just sit behind the drums and try playing the songs?" Because I, I was taking lessons at the time, so I also was learning the songs through the lessons. And then I started playing, and I was terrified at first. But then, like ten seconds into playing, I was like, "I love this," and I got hooked with it, and I stuck with it. And then eventually with the 101 program, you actually graduate into a performance program where they actually, um, it's very similar to the 101 program, but like on a bigger scale. So it's like a lot of more advanced students. And then instead of just playing in front of like all the other students and like maybe like your parents or whoever's there, they actually take you to uh, a local bar in the area and have you plan on a stage there. And that's like the whole like showcase thing. It's like, like you practice like for like, I think it's three months and then you play a show and it's like, you kind of reset and each show is like themed differently. So when I graduated 101, my first show was, I think it was Detroit rock city, but it wasn't, nice. it wasn't the kiss Detroit rock city. It was, it was <laughs> bands from Detroit. So it was like, like the, like rock city like all the bands that like played rock in detroit and uh when i first started that show my mom was like oh you're gonna be playing kiss songs and i'm like oh maybe and then we start and there's no kiss songs in the show but yeah. <laughs> but um yeah so it was a very fun thing and then eventually i started getting like more into it i'm just gonna ask you how old were you when you got into school of rock because i'm really impressed by school of rock we have them here every time at the Whitpaint Festival, and there's like little kids. And the one two years ago, there was they did Iron Maiden, and there was this young gal killing Iron Maiden, and she was like probably 14. And you go, first of all, that song is triple your age, and she was just great at it. And, and the fact is, like you said, you're going to a bar or whatever and playing. They were playing on a big stage here. And to get that kind of experience, I think, I mean, that's one of those things I think I wish that more kids had had when I was younger. Because I think it's fantastic. My nephew's in it now. And they go out and play. Like you said, they go to the bar. It's his whole life. He loves it. So mm -hmm. how old do you think we were at the time when we started? Uh, when I started in School of Rock, I was maybe like... 13 or 14 but when i started school of rock i already had like a few years of lessons under my belt so i didn't like start off from the beginning at school of rock that was just kind of like a, a little kickstart. but at school of rock i think the like minimum age to to start the program like at all i think it's like six or seven so like you can get some really little kids to start off there and like it's it's crazy because like by the time they're like well if they start playing it when they're six or seven by the time they're like 13 14 they've had almost like like a little under a decade under the belt already with playing. So it's like you got these like little kids that are, that are playing things that are like, it's like you're almost as good as like the people that actually like wrote the songs that you're playing. So yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. So you're that. watching them do that. Like as a teacher, like that's gotta be a proud, proudest moment. Just watching knowing that you helped them get to that, that level. Yeah. It's as a teacher, especially at school of rock, it's, it's kind of interesting. Cause like, yeah, I feel really proud when, like, I teach them a song and I see them go up on stage and play it, like, perfectly. Because I'm, like, I, I like, help them get to that point where they could do this. But also, it's, like, uh, it brings me back to when I was in the program. Because, like, it, it's so funny. When I, when I first started teaching there, 
like they have like a bunch of lesson rooms and I started giving drum lessons in the same lesson room that I gave drum lessons in. That's wild. So I was, I was a really weird thing sitting in like the, the teacher's chair. And I was like, this feels kind of backwards. Cause I've spent like almost a decade, like in the other seat, like learning. And now I have to take all the stuff that I've learned from the school and now teach it to other people. Right. So it's a like full circle thing. That's really cool. And then the kid's like, Hey, can I kick the drums when I'm done to make it real kick? You know what? And then you're like, no kid, easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> you're not there yet. But like, you know, you ever have like any kid like ask you for like a drum battle or anything like that? Like get really. Im- it, it was really funny. So, uh, my first day of teaching, like for most of the kids, like I just kind of learn who they are before we really start getting into things. Cause I don't really know everything that, that, they know so and i had to like, level too, like right? yeah. yeah like i had to figure out the level and there's this this one kid his name is Vinny. he's like nine maybe and he he uh is a huge like grunge rock and metal fan and like i could tell from like when i when i first saw him like he he's had lessons for a while so right when i started he's like before we do anything i want to show you how good i am and he starts playing all this crazy stuff and i'm like Okay, you want to have a little drum battle? And he's like, yes, I want to have a drum battle. And we did the little drum battle thing, and it was really fun. Now who won? Who won? Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's where all the damage fans wants to know. I mean, as a teacher, I would say nobody won. Because nice it's, it's more of a learning thing. Like, I don't want to... I don't want to beat a nine-year-old kid at right. playing drums because he's yeah. just starting off. Yeah. And he wants students to come back next year. Yeah, But like... At the same time, I also want to do stuff that he could see me do and learn from it. Right. So I don't see it as me winning or losing. I see it as a learning experience for the both of us. Nice. Uh, Brady, you, um, tell, yeah. tell us a little about your background and a little about yourself. Oh, okay. Well, um, let's see. I started probably around, uh, around 10 years ago now as well to play. Um, so I found a, a, a bass, an electric bass in my grandparents' basement. <laughs> And I was like, whoa, this thing is sick. It was a, a BC Rich Warlock. Um, and I was like, oh, this thing's awesome. Let me pick it up. And so that was just where I started. I, I picked it up. I, I started messing around with it. I kind of learned how to play. I, I taught myself, um, you know, with like YouTube and, you know, all the resources you can find online. Um, that's kind of, you know, where it started for me. I just kept working at it and then eventually got my own base. I wasn't using the BC Rich <laughs> Warlock from like the 80s. Right. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and then I, you know, over time started jamming with other people and then eventually I met Chris and that's where I am today now. <laughs> Do you remember what your first bass was? Uh, the first one that I got myself was a, uh, actually a, a Mikey Way signature. Um, he's a, he's a bassist of My Chemical Romance uh, nice. and they were a big influence of mine. Matt, you know all about My Chemical Romance. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. Yep. Now, for all three of you guys, what inspired you to, to pursue a career in music? I know you got School of Rock and all that, but Chris? Um, yeah, I took, uh, yeah, I, I mean, like Tyler, you know, I took, I took lessons early on, too, and I, I took it. I now have my own lesson business um, myself. Um, but so from that point, you know, I would just, uh, I got to the point where I could teach myself songs, you know, and that's, that's kind of the goal you want everyone to get to. So um, I, would, I would take... Uh, I would just learn as many songs as I could, just the songs I enjoyed, and The Killers were my big guiding light, and they still are. That um, song, Somebody Told Me, I love that song. Yeah, <laughs> it's always The Killers, man. Everything you need to know about you guys being, ever do in, cover music in the band. Uh, no, I, actually, they're like the one band I want because the music's like sacred. 
and I, I don't think we can do it <laughs> justice. Um, but um, what was I saying? Yeah, so we, yeah, I just, you know, I started doing that and playing stuff. I would make like playlists on my iPod and just play along to the songs like it's a set or something, you know, and just turn everything up really loud. Um, and then the first time I played with a drummer when I was about 15, that was, that really ignited something in me. That's awesome. Um, and then, yeah, from there, early on I had like, you know, the first time I played in front of a crowd, I was like by myself playing guitar in front of my entire school for like a talent show. And That's awesome. just the applause was unreal, you know? So um, that feeling was great. And then, yeah, it just, it just kept calling to me and it was something that I've always been passionate about. So it was kind now, of- Is it hard to balance a job with it pursuing your career in music? Yeah, well, yes and no. I'm very lucky that I can, I support myself with my lesson business. Um, so I'm able to, you know, craft my schedule however I want, which is great. I'm very, uh, I feel very fortunate that I can do that. Um, so it's all just, I have my business that I'm working on building and then, uh, but the main focus is, uh, airspace. So, um, so yeah, you make it work, you know, it's a good problem to have. Now, before I forget, um, people want to get lessons from you. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my business is called Red Falco Music. And uh, my selling point is uh, if you're in the area of Allentown, I'll come to you. Nice. I'll give you lessons in your home okay. um, or over FaceTime, whichever you prefer. But yeah, Red Falco Music, thank you for asking. Awesome. Of course. <laughs> Tell how about you what inspired you to pursue drumming and besides your mom saying louder, louder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. So what kind of inspired me to really start playing music? Uh, this, is, this is a tough one because there's a lot of different things that really inspire me like... Um, I just, I, since I've been playing like shows and stuff, I've just enjoyed it so much. Like I've had like, I've never played a show where I didn't have fun. And every time I play a show, I'm like, this is what I want to do for like the rest of my life. Cause it's so fun. And also one thing that really inspires me is that music really connects everybody. And I, I love that part about it. So if I could be some sort of figure contributing to helping people connect and helping people like have fun and just get through like anything I would, I just want to be a part of that. So that's like a driving force and why I want to play music. That's awesome. I'll be great. Uh, well, yeah. So I guess what inspire, I, I mean, like Tyler said, there's lots of things that can inspire you, but like, I, you can just make such an impact with music. I think that's really awesome and really something that, you know, I want to do. And like, um, one of the big inspirations for me, like, um, when I started, my first original band, which was just a couple buddies of me, uh, we went to like just this show in someone's basement <laughs> and, and we were like, Whoa, this rocks. Like anyone can do this and it's so much fun. And then, you know, I just started playing more with my friends and started playing shows and stuff. And just the passion that you get from people listening and enjoying, you know, what you're doing. Yeah. And it's, it's something, it's a really cool thing to, you know, be playing for people and seeing them enjoy it and just seeing how they react to it. Um, it definitely gives you some, <laughs> it's hard to explain what kind of emotion it is, right, but okay. it gives you something. You got a question for the band? Come on, your whole family's listening. I see them looking at you <laughs> right now. Lean right up in the mic. All right, my question would have to be, what is the most fun part about being in a band? I think what, uh, what Brady just said, you know? I think um, playing for everyone, you know, we played last year, we did a tour through uh, Philly, New Jersey, and New York. And uh, one of the things I wanted to focus on was house shows, like college house basement shows, you know. Um, and just the, you just want to go where you know people are going to be excited to even, you know, a lot of people hadn't heard us heard of us before, but 
Um, there are a lot of venues that bands tend to gravitate towards in the beginning that are just kind of like it's a venue, but that's it. You know, like the audience isn't really there. And um, but I knew I don't care how I, we played in some basements that didn't even have floors. We were playing, <laughs> we were standing on dirt, and uh, but it was awesome. You know, everyone was excited. Uh, you know, we we let our about. exactly yeah we let our music do the talking, and, and we had uh, some pretty exciting shows. There's a montage on our uh, Instagram of some of the uh, some of the. Almost terrifying situations we had because these basements were pretty cramped and it was getting a little uh, a little worrying. But uh, all the the movement of everyone. But uh, it's good, again a good problem to have. But uh, but yeah, definitely the the energy between the audience and us playing. You know, we have uh, a couple songs that um, we've had uh, the audience sing the chorus with us, and that's like that's the cherry on top is just having the crowd sing with you and something that you wrote. You know, um, so yeah, just the connection for sure. It's a good question. Introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Brayden Augustine. Nice from, to meet you, buddy. From Wissahickon High School. And uh, what, 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 do you, what do you want to, what, what inspires you to pursue this field? What inspires me is probably the love of, uh, I guess, like, the love of sports, really, because I'm big on, like, nice. being a sports analyst and stuff like that. And just, like, watching the games and stuff like that. It's so much fun. And then I just, like, love looking up the stats and talking about the players. It would also be fun to, like, have like guests on the show and stuff like that and just like learning more about them and what they do and stuff like that and then asking them their experiences and stuff that's i think awesome. that's what it would be that's awesome let me just say that if you're listening out there you could be part of the conversation as well to call 215-619-7366 we are here with the members of airspace talking all about their influences their past what was that song you played at the high school talent show oh man i did a bit of a uh Good question. Jesus. I, uh, <laughs> I think I did a medley yeah. of, uh, oh my God, I think I did uh, Sweet. This was in 2007, mind you, before everything was grossly overplayed. Uh, Sweet Child of Mine, uh, Holiday by Green Day, and You Shook Me All Night Long. Nice. So, thank That's you. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> and then I think I did a, another show the same year, and I just played the national anthem to open it. <laughs> Um, that was per request, but it went well. So that was cool. That's awesome. <laughs> so now chemistry is very important when For forming sure. a band. Um, mm-hmm. How did you guys meet and uh, who came up with the name Airspace? Yeah, so I, uh, I have a rule of, uh, <laughs> in all my experiences, I've, uh, I guess some form of airspace has just been what I've been you know, moving through the years. Um, and it's finally in its final form um, with the inclusion of Tyler about a year and a half ago now. Um, but we, uh, I always say, for band members, uh, they have to have the skill, uh, they have to be passionate, and you have to like them. And I had so many band members in the past that had two of those three, <laughs> and one or the like, missing one of those. But I finally found Brady, finally found Tyler. All three match up, and here we go. There's so, also a fourth one you forgot about. What? Long hair? You gotta have long okay, hair. Yeah. Being <laughs> Italian? Is that it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's like you gotta grow your hair out. I know. I know. I know. That's very true. Very true. Uh, Do you ever have that when you had to have that talk with that person? Like, did it get easier after the first first couple? Like, you had to cut and say, "No, it doesn't work out." Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we definitely had to cut a couple people along down the road. Like Brady and I, even like drummers, we had to part ways with for one reason or another. But um, but you know, you do it. Like there were times when it was like the drummer just wasn't cutting it, so we sacrificed like being active rather than playing a show that was subpar or not up to our standards, you know? 
Um, so we think what we put out and what we present to everyone is the most important thing. So I'd rather not do anything than put something out that isn't what we want it to be. Right. Now, are there any artists out there that maybe aren't what your style of play, but you guys are a big fan of them? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, as I've uh, gone on writing music, I just appreciate good songs. And uh, being in a band, I just appreciate good bands. Um, you know, but the thing is, too, like, there are so many famous bands that get flack for one reason or another, you mm -hmm. know, like the big famous ones that everyone makes fun of. But you don't get to a level where everyone knows you without being awesome. Or the ones you know? that are coming around after 20 years and not performing at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, who was thinking like, all of them. Stuff. You know, so it's like you just kind of, yeah, I just appreciate good songs now, whether it's whatever genre. Um, if it's done well and it's it's not mid, that's uh, that's the most important thing. I, I'd rather listen to a horrible song that makes me feel angry or something. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Than a boring song that makes me feel nothing. How about you, know? you guys? You want to go first? Any, any artists that. Oh, yeah, I didn't uh, name any artists specifically. But <laughs> we'll come back, Chris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like artists I just listen to. That people that, might not think that, you know, goes with your style of play. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I listen to a lot of uh, music that's like a little bit heavier than ours, I guess. Um, there's this, I guess it's more of a solo project of the guy now. There's a, a band called Single Mothers that I'm super into. Um, bands like Pup. Um, and then, I mean, I, I also love the Beach Boys. He got me into it. Yeah, I got a yeah. minute of the Beach Boys. Um, can't go wrong. Chris is like that was a requirement. No Beach Boys cut. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I just told him like he's got to he's got to start his Beatles era. I just, I'm, yeah. I'm very embarrassingly recently started my Beatles era, but nice. it's mandatory. I think it's like it's like fruits and vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So Brady said that his the music that he listens to is a little bit heavier. The music <laughs> that I listen to a lot of it heavier is a lot heavier because like. At, at heart, I'm a metalhead. So, like, I was raised on a lot of classic rock, like Guns N' Roses, Aerosmith, things like that. Motley Crue, so that's, like, my mom's favorite. And then... Classic rock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of kind of aging you here. <laughs> but um, yeah, also, like, bands like Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, things like that. So that's what I grew up on. So the music I gravitated to was of that sound, like that, like, heaviness or, like upbeatness so yeah like i eventually gravitated towards stuff that is heavier than what i was showed as a kid and that's like things like death metal and stuff like that so it, that's definitely something that's way different than what we're playing but but I, in ways i think it, it does definitely actually help when it comes to playing stuff like this yeah i was not to cut you off buddy sorry but i think uh one of my favorite bands of all time as well is, is uh, I, I love a lot of the music Tyler listens to as well. Like some of the, the deeper cut heavy stuff. Um, like, uh, did you, did you know about nails when I asked you, you knew about Devin Townsend for sure. Oh, but there's just some like favorite. deep, some deep cut metal bands that we, uh, you know, bonded uh, over. Yeah, exactly. But Metallica is my, you know, that's, I think Metallica has a much bigger influence on airspace than, people would think you know right um because the rhythm just the tightness of metallica and how solid the rhythm guitar is on metallica um or in metallica songs you know yeah um that's something that a lot of people a lot of rock bands overlook is just tightness i think unfortunately which i don't see why they would that's a right. pretty important thing but it seems like it happens pretty frequently but yeah metallica between tyler's drumming and my guitar playing and uh you know brady's bass playing is very heavy and intense i think that's a big it's, it's just heavy intense playing 
playing the prettiest music we can come up with. You know, nice. so, uh, Tyler, where would you rank? Uh, I, I just found a song of this band, uh, Pierce the Veil. Do you see Do you see them as heavy? Do you know that band at all? Or? Yeah, I, I know Pierce the Veil. I mean, because that song King for a Day, I, that's the only song I know, but that's, that's like drained in my mind now. Yeah, so there's different types of like scales of heaviness, I would say. Because, like, there's songs where it's, like, they're super down-tuned and it's, like, very slow and, like, chuggy. And then you could also say, like, a song is heavy because, like, the lyrics are heavy or things like that. So, like, Pierce the Veil, I would say they're definitely heavy. Like, and I feel like that's kind of a mix of the lyric thing and the music thing. But I would say when it comes to, like, music that's from, like, Frank Sinatra to, like, I don't know, like... Some other one to ten, one to ten, one to ten. I'll put them at like two. Yeah, Hanson to. I'll put them at like a five. So like like a good amount of like both, like kind of in the middle. Nice. Yeah, I'm more of a like uh like the Wonder Years from Lansdale. That's a huge band. I like uh the starting line, not really as much, but uh like uh who else? Hot Mulligan, the Main, um bands like that. How about we listen to some air? Yeah, how can we hear? Let's hear some air space now. Can we hear some live music, guys?
Damage fans, we are back here live on MockerRadio.com. Our music reminds me. 215-619-7366, the number to call in. We have the band Airspace here. And Chris, you guys are about to hit us with a live song. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, so this song is called uh, Against the Wind. It's one of the songs we sent you fine people. Um, yeah, it's just about uh, being a young man. This one's for the boys. This nice. for the bros. Bros. So I hope you guys like it. Live on MockerRadio.com. Guys, you guys will realize this if you're listening. We're live in, in a radio station right now. This is all just a mic and guitars and, and little drums, man. It doesn't get any better than that. Sound, yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Now, uh, before we get to another live song, uh, 
Mr. Matt Porter here was talking to me a lot about marketing and how impressed he was about the CD. Matt, I'm going to have you go in this one. Well, look, I mentioned this even as you came walking in the door. The way that we discovered you was somebody actually took a pen and paper and wrote an envelope and sent it to Monco Radio. And I'm impressed in the year 2023 <laughs> that anybody still does that. We still get a lot of emails. Check out my new song, blah, blah, blah. But to actually send a physical copy, very impressive. So that was, that was my feedback. The other one was obviously two of the songs that we got were covers. You had The Colt and Cheap Trick. How do you decide on those? Um, well, we just like to, uh, live, we, we only play originals, but um, just for the first album and through the second album now, we just always thought it'd be fun. We, you know, I, I grew up listening to songs that had B-sides, so, and those were always the things, you know, it was always so fun to discover, like, oh, I never heard this before because it's not on the album. So, um, you know, but I also can't bring myself to put an original as a B-side, so, right. <laughs> um, so we thought, why don't we just do a cover because there are a lot of songs that we like ripping in rehearsal, so, um, you know, it's usually songs that are older that... The technology doesn't allow the heaviness to come through, so we like to kind of revamp it. I think on our first album we did, I think we're alone now. That's probably the oldest song we've covered. Wow, um, and uh, yeah, we did Surrender and uh, She Sells Sanctuary. Those are both songs that are just such influences on us in general. I think um, those songs sound like what it means to be in a rock band, as far as I'm concerned. Cheap Trick, still one of the greatest live bands out I, there. Now, I, here's one the, of the funny thing. Bands out there, this is sure. one of the things that's actually striking me. When you think of the song Surrender, your mom's all right. Your dad's all right. They just seem weird. But your mom turned you on to Motley Crue. You know, it's getting harder and harder for that song. Now, when I first heard that song, I was about 10. And you mm -hmm. think, well, your parents can't know anything, right? Yeah. In the rearview mirror, you go, man, was that wrong? But how cool is that? Now, I noticed even as you're playing, even with just the fan drums, you're spinning them. There's Tommy Lee. I see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. Nice. That, that's definitely a big influence with why I spin my sticks. Yeah, that's, it's one of the reasons he's in the band, for sure. Yeah, yeah right? It's not Another just about how you sound. It's about how you look as credit. well. Exactly. Take some of the, the weight off me as the front man. You can, you can be a bit of a showman if I need to step back. I'm a little tired or something. Um, but, yeah. Nice. I'm really impressed with the CD. I have CDs in my car. I still buy CDs off Thanks, Amazon. Man, yeah. And it's like, what was, what was the concept behind that? Um, yeah, I mean, between... Uh, wanted to do the B-sides and everything and uh, just enjoying singles. I, I just, you know, um, between having an album and just separate singles, I always thought it was cool. Like I said, the B-sides, it's always cool to look up a song and see the cover of the single for the song. Like, I never saw it. I've never seen that before in my life. So I was, it's just another avenue for expression and just a little piece to make, you know. And um, I started doing them on Spotify, but then I always had ideas for what would be on the back cover. So I was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's doable, so let's just make single CDs. Um and so, you know, they're promotional. They don't have, like, barcodes or anything. We just send them to radio stations. The albums do. But, uh, um, yeah, it's just there was, it's just a little bit of expression. That I always had ideas kicking around, so it's just another outlet, you know. Right. Now, and um, I always like holding something in my hand as well. That's another Nice. Thing. Now, you always had to be upbeat and outgoing. Was it hard to promote yourself and, and put your music over to others? Yeah, for sure. In the beginning, um, it was tough because I, I have such, like, a, I don't know if I was, uh, you know, if just the way I was brought up, not in a negative way or anything, but I don't know. I always just thought like, I don't want to seem like I'm full of myself or anything. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely tough to promote yourself as though you're something. Well, your voice is amazing, worth. man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. But I, uh, I got a degree in marketing, so that helped. I kind of wanted to do that so I could just kind of get out of my shell and learn how to do it efficiently and maybe, you know, do it in a way that I felt was comfortable with. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, that's a great question. I, I felt that before and, you know, as we go on, it's just like, I didn't even like put myself on the cover of stuff, but, you know, it's such an association thing and no one really puts themselves on single covers or artwork anymore. Right. And so it's just another step to kind of have an edge up, you know. And, and I like how you told us um, off air how you have 
two people on the first one and then the yeah, second yeah. one, yeah, the other person <laughs> on it. Make and sure everyone gets their fame. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, me and Tyler are on the, the Against the Wind cover and Brady and I are on the, the Say cover. So Now, how important is public speaking? Ooh, very important. I think, um, you know, it's a, the most terrifying thing for people, right, statistically. Mm-hmm. But, um, Especially you know, in high school when you had to, like, stay your, your yeah, project yeah. in front of, like, mm-hmm. 800 kids that don't <laughs> yeah. like you. Yeah. And that was the thing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, you know, I'm very lucky i guess i don't really have the, the fear of it or just being in front of people i was always in college i would always uh you know we had a group project be like you guys just do everything i'll present it for you no problem yeah you just just let me know i'll don't worry about that and then i'll jump on the top know, of the table exactly. yeah <laughs> i'll do that big kick on my yeah, so i you know i'm kind of uh, i don't know what, that kind of just happened one day i, I used to be very shy uh, i was still pretty introverted and shy but um for the most part you just got to kind of let it go and you know we got we have a message we want to spread. We want to play loud music. So playing really loud music helps you become okay with talking because then it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Definitely. And it's, and it's also great that um, each person of the band brings something special to that band. Like, oh, yeah. What do you bring different than Tyler and, and Brady? And what's your strong suits? Um, you know, I mean, it's funny you say that because, you know, we're only a three-piece, so you have to bring a lot. Exactly. So it's, yep. you know, we, uh, um, we all hold a lot of weight. And I'm, I write for four people. Um, but I'm very proud that we are able to pull things off as a three piece. Um, so, you know, I just, I, my challenge personally is, you know, singing the best that I can, obviously like being as accurate to the recording as possible, but also I try to, with one guitar, I try to bring the, the energy and the power that the two guitar parts on the recording has. So that's always a, it's tough, but it's always a fun challenge. You know, I I feel like I'm getting better and better as, as we go. And as a singer, do you find yourself that you're more harder than yourself than you need to be? Oh, absolutely. With everything. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm always, uh, yeah, I always just want to be as on as, as I possibly can with, um, you know, I'm self-taught with singing. Um, but I think the way I learned was just mimicking my favorite singers and then eventually I found my own voice. Right. But, um, but yeah, just practicing and and uh, pitch control was the biggest thing for me. So Definitely. And Tyler, what, what do you bring to the band, in your opinion? It's, I, it's I would concert. say something that I bring to the band is um, the spins. <laughs> yeah, the, the spins. Uh, I mean, I guess technically, yeah, that would be a, a thing. A thing that I do bring to the band is more like a visual aspect, but also I would say, um, kind of with my background of playing heavier music, I also it's kind of funny because like my two favorite things to play are like really heavy music, and then also like jazz and funk. So it's like kind of opposite side of the spectrum, but I, th- I feel like that wide variety of like knowledge of how to play things helps the band in general with like how to do a wide variety of things because like we might have a song that needs something like heavier a song that needs something lighter so like a lot of dynamic change that i get really used to with playing different genres and different things like that so i feel like that's a really big thing that i um bring to the band and also like i'm, I'm a front person in the, at the back like i i love interacting with people i love talking to people i love making people like smile laugh like all that stuff so like spinning the sticks like i love like getting fan interaction like just interactions with people so i feel like that's also another thing i bring to the band as well awesome energy for sure energy yeah nice now do you ever um like just go off and do a freestyle like like when when you're when you're drumming like live in the music or to forget a note and just kind of just like kind of like wing it oh yeah any three of you guys oh yeah Yeah, that's that's definitely that honestly with um with playing a lot of jazz because jazz has a lot of improv parts that helped a lot with learning how to get through stuff if there is a change or some sort of mistake. So yeah, with like things like that, like that's a really big uh, thing that I try to keep up as well as my just playing everything perfectly. 
Because if you can play everything perfect, that's great. But if you mess up and you can't play after you mess up, that's also another problem. Right. So I want to have both of that good. Gotcha. How about you, Brady? Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess energy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like I like moving around. I like jumping around. I like swinging my base around. Well, I like the old school vibe you got with the stickers on. on the oh yeah, this is my uh, <laughs> my twelve string acoustic. Uh, not often that I it's play a rare, this. Yeah, rare appearance for <laughs> yeah. you guys. Nice, yeah. man. We appreciate it. Man. Uh, awesome, yeah. It's fun to play, but yeah, I'm a I'm a bassist at heart. Um, but yeah, I think I think uh, that energy is is what I like to like to bring. And I th- that's a lot of fun for me. I think too the biggest thing um, that drew me to Brady and Tyler they serve the song. It's it's not about like it, with airspace. It's all just about making the song and the the final result the best it can there's no ego or uh like tug of war with whose part gets and what like i'll bring something to brady he'll write a, an immaculate baseline for it you know it's just we're all in it to just make the best music we can and i think that was another mindset that wasn't shared until now between all three of us so um tyler never goes crazy like he could you know he could go absolutely nuts i try to work it in and i would like him to We'll definitely have time for uh, a drum solo once we get uh, into big enough arenas. But um, he actually um, mentions a lot of stuff. There, there was one song off of uh, the first EP, mm-hmm. and at the end of it, there's like a little drum solo, and he always tells me to Dude, go nuts. To, to go nuts, yeah. and I always play what's like yeah. what what, ser- what serves the parts. Awesome. We got our first caller, Damage Radio. Who's on the line? Hey, how are you? Who's calling? Who's this? It's Maureen. Maureen, how's it going? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you, boys? Good. No, we're good. Hi, Maureen. (laughs) Doing great. Do you have a question for airspace? Uh, Well, I wanted to tell you how great I I thought your music was. I think it's a really cool vibe. It's something kind of different than anything I've ever heard, but um, it's kind of like a bare naked ladies going rogue. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> nice. That's one of my favorite comparisons I've heard. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, yeah. Thank that's you. Awesome. Thank that. And yeah, the band I haven't heard really from cool. in a long time. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. So where did you guys get started? Uh, you know, we... Uh, Come back and listen to the start of the interview. Yeah, we all, uh, <laughs> you know, we just started uh, playing our favorite music, and then we just decided we wanted to do that. And eventually, after some long winding roads, we collided, and here we are. I, I missed the beginning, so I apologize. It's okay. Thanks for tuning um, in anyway. Appreciate it. Thank you for playing. How did you meet? What's that? How did you all meet? Oh, yeah. we uh, Brady and I uh, met through a, a house venue that he started, which was the best house venue in the, the area. Um, and then Tyler joined the band through an app called Vamper. Um, so, you know, one was the organic way and one was the modern way. So it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> when worlds collide. It's it's really awesome. So where do you do you play in in bars in the area? Do you do weddings? What what do you do typically? Yeah, so we play only original music. So we tend to just play clubs, and uh, you know, I mentioned before we played a, a house show tour primarily, but we also played some clubs in New York and New Jersey. But um, yeah, we're we're working the club circuit as much as we can now. We just played in Reading at the Nitro Bar stage for the festival, and then this Saturday we're playing at the Grape Room in Philadelphia, um, and then we're playing in, at the Rivet. Uh, in Pottstown, right? Pottstown, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're just working as many shows as we can. And, uh, you know, we do private parties, too, if you want to uh, give us a call. <laughs> so let us know. 
Dynamite. Really awesome. Marie, thanks so much for the call and the great questions. We appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me. I hope you guys have a great day. Thank Thank you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, so you mentioned the grape room, um, Mm -hmm. Pottstown coming out the rivet. You know, of course, shout out to the Rivet right down the street from our Pottstown campus of Montgomery County Community College. Everybody listening up in Pottstown campus, get down the street to the Rivet. What's the date? July 7th. Boom. Yep. And uh, the the show this weekend, uh, 8.30 start, $10 admission, 21 years in order. Yep. Don't miss it, guys. It's, yeah. it's going to be a great show. We'll be on. I'll give you a little secret. We're on at 10.30. 10.30. So yeah. make sure you guys come later, you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, you got a new single coming out next month. Want to yeah, talk about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we have a new single called Belladonna coming out. We're very proud of it um you know very excited to get it out um we'll be releasing that at the end of july that's what we're hoping for it's a summery song so we want to get it out while summer's still kicking first day of summer today right yeah Think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly um so it'll be here soon um but the song you heard before um the recording that was our last single called say which came out in april and the one we played was against the wind uh, but yeah belladonna's coming out at the end of next month and we're we're excited about it so make sure you Keep your ears to the ground or the air. Where can people get all this stuff? Anywhere they would like. You know, we're available on all platforms. That's the cliche. Give a website. Give give all the. Yeah, yeah. So our 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 primary platform, I guess I would say, is Spotify. Um, You know, we promote shows and uh, all of our all of our B sides and everything are on there. And uh, we also have a band camp. If you want to get more in touch with us one on one, Um, we'll send you physical merch on that. You know, if, you, if you'd like, but uh, but anywhere you prefer, we're on places that aren't even available in North America, so awesome. no excuse. We're nice. everywhere, baby. Yep. Now, before we uh, you guys play us out, um, can you tell the damaged fans again if they want lessons from you? Where did they go? Oh yeah, yeah. My uh, thank you. My my lesson company is called uh, Red Falco Music, and at redfalcomusic.com, you can book a lesson right now, and uh, in person or FaceTime, whatever you prefer. And School of Rock, where can they go if they want to get a drum lesson from you? Uh, yeah, School of Rock in Easton is one place, but I also do private lessons as well. So uh, usually I do it through Instagram is where I do a lot of the communications. But you can find me at, on Instagram at Tyler.R-O-B-I-B-E-R-O. Nice. It's also loosely working for Red Falcon Music as we speak. So if yeah. you'd like to request <laughs> Tyler, you can do it through the website yeah. as well. Dynamite. Brady, anything with you? Uh, you can just find me with airspace. Yeah, <laughs> that's know, awesome. They go Short and sweet, baby. I love that. <laughs> now, uh, damage fans, thank you so much for listening. Airspace, love to have you guys up again. Hope thank you, guys you. Had fun. Please. And yeah, uh, love to be back. what song are you going to play out for us today? So we're going to play uh, Neon Gemini. This is the first song off of our first album. Dynamite live on MonkerRadio.com. Our music reminds me.
Thank you so much for coming up. Thanks for having us, man. Braden, thanks for coming on, making your debut on Damage, man. And we hopefully come up there all summer. Check it out. Matt, as always, pleasure. And uh, remember, guys, don't keep it nice and neat. Keep it completely damaged on mockradio.com or music and minds. Meet.